Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey folks, it's Matt Zachary, and welcome to Vax On, a weekly segment of my podcast, Out of Patience, right here on the Offscript Media Network. Hey, I'm Alora Nanos. I'm a lawyer, a journalist, a mom of a teenage narcoleptic, and a professional big mouth. Lou and I go back 30 years as best friends, and we're here to have fun and bring you a layperson's guide to what the hell just happened this week in healthcare as America gets its vax on and shows COVID the door. Matt gets me. He knows I'm tired, annoyed, and sometimes pushed to the brink by the intense chaos of our lives right now. We're here together to learn, complain, and include you in the conversation. So join us on Twitter at VaxOnPod and share your stories and grievances using the hashtag VaxOn. Conspiracy theorists and haters shall be neutralized on site. All right, Matt, let's get at it. Hello. Hello. We're in person again. We are in person. I hobbled here with my foot in a giant boot. Which I've named. Booty Giuliani. You're Booty Giuliani. Because your feet are fabulous. Oh, I'm a wreck, but that's okay. You know, I'm I'm now one of those people. So um, did you see how I'm dressed all in black like a, like I'm sort of like a backstage hand? You're Talia Shire in The Godfather. I like that better because I definitely feel like a stage hand. Yes. And like, like I, no, one, no one will see me <laughs> so that it can blend into the boot. And I yes. went on Amazon and bought like five copies of the same outfit I'm wearing right now. How Einsteinian of you. <laughs> or Steve Jobsian. Or Steve Jobsian of you. Yeah, they both own like 50 of the same exact outfit. Which is like antithetical to what I'm about because I love variety. Yes. But um, but for the next four weeks, I will be dressed in bootwear. So. Booty Julian. <laughs> he needs an Instagram account. Even if it's only for two weeks. Oh my God. That. I will. I'm going to make an Instagram account for my boot. Booty Julian. I love it. That's fantastic. And how are you? How are you this week? I'm good. My only grievance now is that thankfully we, we discussed this earlier that the... um. COVID exposures at school no longer mandate quarantine, oh, that's, except yeah. for the kid that is quarantined. But they're still sending announcements every day about oh my God, exposures. I know, every day. I get it. They probably have to. It's, but it's just like, what the? stop with the fucking, we know it's happening. It literally, I, so I get the letters like three times a day. Yeah. And it's like always this very long letter, like, you know, we're informing you that there's been a COVID exposure and the person is in self-quarantine. At latitude this and latitude Oh my God. That. And and I get why they're doing it, but basically it has no function no. in my life. It's like I get the email and it raises my blood pressure. And yes. that's it. That's the only it, thing it, it does. It's it, like, stop it. Yeah. I, I I feel like, how about no news is good news? Yeah, with Garrigan news. <laughs> Exactly. On the great space coaster. <laughs> are we talking about kids shows? Because I'm going to tell you how Carol and Paula tweeted me. Yes, we are going to channel the Magic Garden every single episode from now on. This is the Garden of Make-Believe. For those listening that may be a lot younger than us. Or uh, not live in the tri-state area. Yeah, because this is totally like an East Coast elite thing. 
the Magic Garden was this like wasn't quite like cable access, but it was like this PBS homegrown awesome children's show in the 70s and 80s with these two women. They were who, amazing. They who were... just sang songs and had all these like chuckle patch flowers that it, it was... was like watching an acid trip, but in the <laughs> sweetest possible way. Yes. yes. But, and it's re- getting rebooted. Yeah. The Magic Garden is back. These women are in their early 70s now and they're still just as awesome as ever they on are. Twitter. Yeah. And they said hello to me on Twitter. They said hello to you. And they said hello to me. I'm so happy. Hello. How do you do? <laughs> I'm fine. Me too. My God. Okay, sorry. We just uh, like we just alienated like 80% of the crowd that 80%. doesn't listen from New York. I live an hour away from where we are right now in New York, and no one I live around has ever heard yeah. of the show. It's only New York City. This is the New York City only yeah. conversation. Which, who knew that we even had our own TV? I didn't know that. That's amazing. Did everybody else have Romper Room? W-P-I-X. Remember Picks, 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 did did everyone else have Romper Room or was that also New York? Or Captain Kangaroo? I think the everybody. The Review? I think everybody Brace had Space Captain Coast. Kangaroo. <laughs> electric Company. No, the Electric Company always made me anxious. We're going to turn you on. Not good. Not I, good lyrics. I didn't like that. That did not age well. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my grievance of the week. It's like, please just stop telling me there's COVID exposures even though you have to. I would like to second that grievance. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into things because I, you know, I, I'm going to warn you. I have some. Do you really still need to warn me? I'm warning with you. anything. All right. Well, I, I don't know. I feel like I should preface it. So we have some, like, sort of serious topics to cover today. They're not so sad, but they are serious, and I feel like they're very important. So I will be getting out my soapbox today. I will be standing on it figuratively, and we will be discussing. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So my first. Wait, your stiletto soapbox. My st- <laughs> Yes. Okay. Extra tall. Extra tall. Exactly. That is exactly what I will have. So do you know about the situation with sleeping since the pandemic? Like, have you been sleeping? I've been sleeping fine. Then again, I'm related to my dad, who anyone that's listening that knows him, he can sleep um, during a nuclear holocaust (laughs) without interruption. And have you been like that the entire time during the pandemic? Yes. I have never in my life once had trouble falling asleep. So you, my friend, are in the minority. I generally am a wonderful sleeper as well. But in the beginning of COVID, I was waking up a million times during the night, had a lot of trouble falling asleep. Um, and that's very unlike me. I can't think of any other time in my whole life that I felt like that other than when I had a newborn. And that really wasn't my fault. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, Damn you, Eric. Yeah, but really, I mean, I never have a problem sleeping. And I did during COVID. And I think my sleep has primarily returned to normal. But as it turns out, serious sleep problems have been really pervasive this whole time. And the statistics are really kind of frightening. One study across 49 countries in March and April of 2020, 40% of people said their sleep was worse than before the pandemic. But listen to this. Americans spent 42.6% more on over-the-counter sleep aids in 2020 than they did before. My first reaction is I'm not surprised because... There was an excessive amount of stress and anxiety yeah. put upon the human yeah. species mm-hmm. for the last two years that this this would make sense to me. It absolutely does. It's probably not a surprise that they're spending more money on sleep aids because there's a, a, a demand <laughs> to go to sleep yeah, more. Yeah, everyone's having a hard time sleeping and everyone is, uh, you know, uh, prescription sleep aids went up 20%, over-the-counter sleep aids went up. So it's not these are not people that have like generally chronic sleep disorders, but rather people that are just having a hard time, you know, hopefully temporarily and are out there buying melatonin and other things to help them sleep. And, you know, it's 
we kind of throw around as a society, like, you know, insomnia and stress and that kind of thing, as if it's just kind of like one more annoyance. And narcolepsy. Right. <laughs> People very rarely throw that one around. But, you know, you, you know, you know that my son has narcolepsy. So sleep is like a hot topic in my house all the time. We're very, very aware of it um, because we are faced all the time head on with what it looks like to be sleep deprived. And sleep deprivation goes beyond just feeling tired. It's more than just a nuisance. It's a butterfly effect. It is. It's And it's bad. Like it causes everything from type 2 diabetes to, um, you know, to more anxiety and depression and nutrition and eating disorders. And uh, I mean, it causes like a million terrible and things. And probably health economic loss at your job, your productivity. Yes, right. That's not even talking about the way it impacts your lifestyle, right. that like you're not productive and you're in a bad mood and like all, you know, could hurt your relationships and everything. Yeah. Um, because like if you're not, if you're not well rested, like, you just are not functioning on the same level that you would be if you were rested. And that is such a serious thing. And, you know, so now we have like a whole country that is facing like an epidemic of sleep loss. Um, you know, I, I tried to do some research before the show to see if there had been data on whether the same thing happened, you know, right after 9-11 or maybe after World War II or something to see if, you know, do we recover as a society or not? And I, I haven't been able to find that info. But there's probably levels above that that you and I couldn't possibly understand from marginalized communities that already were dealing with increased racism issues and just gender issues and homophobia. All, right. all the stuff that got rampant in general in this country were baseline before the pandemic. That's right. Yeah. Like, you know, minority communities are already more sleep deprived than white communities and like lower income communities already have more sleep issues you know, it's complex. It's it's for so many different reasons. And this is just exacerbating that. And um, I just think it's something that it's one of those secondary effects of the pandemic that maybe we don't talk about all the time. But I think it's important to keep on the, you know, keep it on our radar. Um, I'll tell you other sleep news. My school district took what I thought was really a groundbreaking step. And they put out a survey to parents to say, what time do we think school should start? Um, because one of the things that the district learned during the pandemic was that it was better for teenagers to start the school day later because they started their remote schooling later than they used to start in-person schooling. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, it'll be put into effect just in time for my son to go to college. Right. <laughs> but but I really applaud the district for taking that step because it is important. Our kids are all sleep deprived because they're being made. The older kids are being made to go to school at seven o'clock in the morning. It's too early for them. Um, and I yeah, think that's an organic chemistry class in college, not a freshman year high school class. And it's not necessary. And, and actually, younger kids do better earlier in the morning. So for the most part, it would make more sense to flip flop it and have the younger kids go earlier and the older kids go later. But for a variety of reasons, that's not how it goes. Um, and I think that prioritizing sleep health is something that we kind of don't do in this country. And it is so important. And anyone that's had a newborn baby knows what it's like to try to function on not enough sleep. Have we met either <laughs> twins? <Yes. laughs> I don't even want to think about no. twins. Like, and and you know, it's it's a serious problem. And I think that just expecting people to tough through it is a really shitty response to it. Yeah, that's therapy from the eighties. Get over it. Yeah, that's right. That is like <laughs> the get over it school of healthcare. Yeah, and um, you know, I I used to say to people when my son was was an infant and was never sleeping, I used to say, like, 
if he slept through the night, it's literally the only thing I care about. Like, right. I can do anything. I don't care if he cries, if he, you know, needs diaper changes, whatever, because the rest is what I need the most. And um, and I don't think I'm, you know, by any means unique in that. I think we all need rest. We, you know, we can't make good nutritional choices or uh, mental health choices or relationship choices if we're, like, dying from exhaustion. So I'm sick and tired of this, Matt. And I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> I refuse. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like I'm bringing it up. We're all tired. We're all sleep deprived. And can we please fix it? I'm on it. Okay, exit soapbox. No. <laughs> Lower the stilettos. Yes, my hydraulic soapbox has just been let down. All right, now it is time for our Sir Moment of the Week, right? Yes. Hold on. I will give you the survey, but before I give you the survey, I have to tell you what exciting news inspired it. Now, you and I are vaccine twins, right? We yes. got the same uh, medication on the same day. You got Moderna, right? Yes. Okay. Guess what? What? So you know how we're not, it's not time yet for us to get the booster? It doesn't exist yet. It doesn't exist yet, but it's going to exist soon because Moderna just asked for it yeah. for approval. When we go for our booster, it's going to only be 50% the amount of the original two shots. So a half a dose booster. Half a dose booster. That sounds good. It does sound good because I, you had pretty lousy side effects from the Moderna shot, right? The first one leveled me for three days. The second one for one day. So the, the first one made me have an arm that felt like it had to be cut off for a month. And you had that weird mark on your body too, right? I had like a like a giant red mark that was burning hot for you a month. You and Jess had the same thing, my wife. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was I mean, it it's was like livable. the mark of the scythe or something. <laughs> it was it was like 100% like Harry Potter scar. Yeah. Like I was like, oh my God, he who shall not be named is hurting yes. my arm. Um, and then the second one, I was like, not in a good way for only for 24 hours, but it was a bad 24 hours. So I'm wondering if the half dose shot for a booster like might help us escape lousy side effects for that second dose. Like not sleeping dose. for a day. Speaking of sleep. Uh, so, I mean, what do you think? I feel like that's good news. I'm taking it anyway. Oh, I mean, I don't care. I don't care if it put me in the, you know, in bed for a week. I would still I'll get it. Hooves. I don't care. <laughs> hooves. <laughs> I could just get into a canter and that run is, away faster. That was a very random side effect. <laughs> like, like, you just had that. Like, that was the go-to side. Like, you have thought about that before. Yes. What if this makes me grow hoops? Anyone listening to this reference and gets it, you want a prize. There's one particular scene in The Simpsons a couple of episodes ago where one of the old guys who lives with Abe Simpson in the home, I forget his name, but he's going to talk like this. And he forgets he gets to take his pills and he turns into a goat. <laughs> That's a great side effect. Like he's like, my pills! And he crusts over into a goat. As a side <laughs> my pills. <laughs> my, 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 uh, my hooves await me from the half-shot Moderna. <laughs> Wait, um, what? It's sound effect hour here at Vaxon. <laughs> but anyway, so so that leads us into our uh, servo poll results. So I decided to ask, 
some or we, we. I'm going to say we, even though these questions came from me. This yeah, week. yeah. Go go for the we me. You know, I wanted to ask uh, something about the boosters. So 89% of doctors said that they would recommend the Pfizer booster to the eligible patients. Um, but here's what I asked. I know the question, the burning question that is on everyone's mind, which is how long are we going to have to do this shit for? Like how far is it? This the flu, the new flu shot. This like is this right? Is it the new flu shot? And like, is it forever? Um, And and of course, you know, none of the doctors have a crystal ball. But here's what they said: forty six percent of the doctors said they think it's going to be from one to five years. Ten percent said five to ten years. Forty four percent said indefinitely. So it's like bad luggage. We're just stuck with it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, we'll see who ends up being correct. But it seems like, you know, if you add that up, you're talking about 54% of doctors saying it's going to be at least five years. Right. So this is like the latest just new thing to worry about every year from now on. Although I don't know that I'll worry about it each year because I certainly don't worry about the flu shot. I'm just like, sure, I go to CVS, I pick up some lip gloss, they give me the flu shot, and it's like all fine. I don't even care. I hope that what Gavin Newsom did in California mandating vaccines for children in public schools goes to every state. It won't. It'll go to certain states that were already whatever color they are. It's okay. Those are the states I'm going to live in. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I wish for good health in all the states. Not Idaho. But no, not Idaho. Idaho's in fuck shape right now. Yeah. Idaho's got like a lot of issues, honestly. Yeah. You know. It's uh, the it's the panhandle. Yeah. It's the shape. It's it's, it's they made it's the shape the wrong way. They made the state in the shape of a tinfoil hat. What yes. do you want? Actually, if you think about it, the the state kind of looks like Booty Giuliani. <laughs> Yeah. Are we done yet? <laughs> oh, my God. By the way, just since we're speaking about uh, the booster vaccines, just want to remind you, um, you're not supposed to mix and match them, right? We we learned. Right. If you had Pfizer, you can't do Moderna. If you had AstraZeneca, you can't do Pfizer. But listen to this, though. This is some crazy shit right here. So remember, the Sermo doctors who participate in these polls are from all over the world. They're not just U.S. doctors. Listen to this craziness. We asked them, do you have patients who mixed two different types of vaccines. So we may be talking about a booster or we may be talking about dose one and dose two, right? right? 41% of the doctors said they had patients who mixed two different vaccines. Wow. Isn't that a lot? That's like Island of Dr. Moreau shit. So I, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Although then I remembered that it's not just U.S. doctors that are part of CERMO. So Yeah, they have three million doctors internationally. Right. So it's possible that like if we're talking about like Bangladesh, where they didn't have a lot of vaccines, that it was like, just take whatever you can get. Right. Maybe that's the issue. But I was like, geez, that's that's a lot of people who wow. who had mixed and matched vaccines. So we'll see what happens. I mean, honestly, I'm comfortable with these assumptions from the Sherma doctors. I think they really do have, you know, an awareness that they don't have a crystal ball, but they're making really strong professional forecasts. I agree. I agree. And I think it's important to know, like, so that question isn't so much about what the doctor's opinions are, but just like, what do you know is happening out there? So there must be a significant amount of people who did mix and match. So while we don't know today, um, you know, what that result is. Someday we will know because we'll be able to look back on these people and say, well, you know, did they grow hoops? No. I did. (laughs) I love my hooves. On that note, we'll be right back after some ads from the Kentucky Derby and Booty Giuliani. (laughs) We're so funny. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. 
So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back for our third segment. Oh, God. I'm back to complain. It's the red state issue, isn't it? It is. But here's the thing, okay? So you're going to have to stay with me because I'm pissed off, but it's going to take me a little while to explain why. Are you ready? This is the best of you. This is the best of me because this is me getting pissed off about inconsistency. Right. When I went to law school. Yeah, this is a lawyer hat This is a lawyer thing, and it's driving me fucking bananas. Yeah. Okay? So one of the things that we learned in law school was that Texas has what is known as the Castle Doctrine. And what this is, is that some states allow kind of an extra amount of freedom and authority when you're inside your own home. Right. And it's and the concept is a man's home is his castle, which is like so Texan. Right. right. Very Texan. And and the way it comes up is that in most states, if um, someone is attacking you, you have a legal responsibility to run away first before you attack them back and use self-defense. Right. right. Um, but it's different if you're in your home because your home is your castle. You and could then just kill you could the just fucking right kill away. them as soon yeah. as you see them. Right. And Texas has like extra of these kind of laws, like more than other states do. And it's just one of the things you learn, like, you know, things are different in different parts of the country. And Texas... Is it like a free Gatling gun with your HOA? Yes, exactly. (laughs) They're like, welcome, sign up, get your ammunition here. Yeah. So that's like something that I learned is like kind of quintessential Texas, that they they put extra stock into people having individual authority over their own personal spaces. Mm -hmm. Okay. So whether you agree with it or not, that's what's happening in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. Unless it has to do with fucking COVID, in which case they're going to just throw that shit right out the window. So Governor Greg fucking Abbott, he issued an executive order yesterday on. So today's Tuesday. Yesterday was Indigenous Peoples Day. I'm sure it's Columbus Day there, even though they haven't had an Italian in God knows how long. Right. Right. They don't give a fuck about any of it. But he decided to use the day to make an executive order banning businesses from requiring COVID vaccinations. For their employees? For anyone, for their employees and for their patrons. Wow. So, for example, you know, New York City, all restaurants have to require proof of vaccination. In New Jersey, it's up to the restaurant. If they want to require it, they can. And if they don't want to require it, they don't have to. In Texas, they're not even allowed to do that. So this means, let's say you own a tiny little business 
let's say you're like a massage therapist, right? And you're like, I'm not really comfortable massaging someone that is unvaccinated because it's a close contact business and I don't want to run the business, you know, with with someone who might be unvaccinated. You're not allowed to require that in Texas. You either have to shut your business down or you have to just deal with it that the person might be unvaccinated. Wow. That's like fucked up. Don't That's you think? crazy. Because regardless of how you feel about vaccinations, Texas had this whole this whole philosophy that your personal space is like your castle and you're allowed to do what you want and you have autonomy over your, you know, over your home. Now, granted, it's not a business legal doctrine, but still, if that's their whole value that like you're in charge of your own space, this is so antithetical to that. Abbott was vaccinated on television and has previously advocated for people to get the shot. Yeah, he's he's actually very pro vaccine. Right. He he you know, is this like anti business, pro business? Like this is like anti this is him showing that even though he likes the covid vaccine and trusts it, he doesn't think anyone should be forced to do anything. That's the narrative. Despite the fact that Texas still mandates tetanus, polio, measles, mumps, rubella, hepatitis, chickenpox, meningitis, hepatitis. Right. Yeah. Mm hmm. Got it. I mean, it, it is so inconsistent and so stupid. You know, it's one thing like, you know, freedom is the ability to choose for yourself. Right. Right. And to tell a business that they're not allowed to set their own rules about safety concerns in their own workplace is insane. Isn't that communism? I mean, when the government dictates what business can and can't do. I mean, I would think so. I mean, I, I, it just it bothers me so much. And I feel like was that oligarchy. I don't know. Ah, okay. Oligarchy to me always sounds like a kind of pasta. <laughs> Gnocchi with some oligarchy. It's a right. pesto. It sounds like, yeah, it's very, maybe it's because the garlic like bread gar comes free. Right. Yeah. Yes. Oligarchy with free garlic bread and breadsticks. <laughs> now at Olive Garden. Yeah. Not a sponsor. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm I'm like really annoyed about it. Even, I don't live in Texas. I'm not going there. I think it's stupid. I don't have a business there. I have no personal stake in this whatsoever. I'm just so annoyed by it. Yeah. Has there been a reaction, a response out of the counter suing? Is there, I mean, I'm sure somebody's going to sue. But like, look at like Target and Walmart. They all have these mandates across the country. Now in Texas, they can't follow their own laws. Yeah, they can't follow their own guidelines. Like they just have to, they have to be open for everybody. And, you know, the narrative is in these kind of cases that that it's discrimination. It's medical discrimination. But, you know. The bottom line is we don't outlaw discrimination unless it's based on race or religion or gender or or disability. We do not regulate discrimination based on anything else. We allow no shirt, no shoes, no service. We allow businesses to turn away people based on their behavior or who they work for or whatever. Like, Well, we allow bakeries to turn away gay couples because they don't want to make a pink cake or whatever. Right. Like that's A, that's horribly stupid. But if we're going to stick by... The fact that a business can make its own decisions on customer service. Where does the state have a right to intervene in that? It just does, but it shouldn't. I mean, it shouldn't in this way where you're preventing a business from making safety rules. I mean, to me, this is very much like like telling a business you have to allow people to smoke in your business. You know, you have to allow people to come in with you know, power tools on inside Target. Right. Like a Home Depot, you gotta allow people to walk in with a running chainsaw. Wait, how does this affect airports? Yeah. For well, next week, I suppose. airports are federal, I believe. Yeah? Okay. So if it's federal. Yeah, because the, there's federal, like, ma I don't hospitals? know. Hospitals? I don't know. Yeah. I only know that this is private businesses and, I think, uh, government buildings. Okay. 
Somebody yeah. is going to sue about this. It just happened yesterday. And someone is going to sue and say, this violates their freedom to choose what they do inside their own business. And I think they'll win because I think this is bullshit from a legal standpoint. Right. Um, but, you know, we'll see. And I just feel like all those people out there yapping about how vaccine mandates encroach on their freedom. This is very much a direct encroachment on freedom. You're taking away the business's right to choose who they do business with and how they do business safely. Right. Not OK. No, it's not OK. And Texas can go fuck itself. <laughs> I shouldn't say Texas. That's not fair. Greg Abbott can go fuck himself. Yeah. I'm not a fan of his. No, not a fan. No. I'm not even a fan of Abbott and Costello. <laughs> or Booty Giuliani for that matter. No. You got to wear her every day. <laughs> they can all go fuck themselves. Yes. Anyway. All right. Well, I think we did a good job channeling your inner rage. Yes. I'm sorry. I wasn't fun hat. today. Yeah. I'm sorry. I wasn't fun today. I was just mad. I had a lot of things. So it's because I'm tired and fucking sleep deprived. Right. Well, like like most of us. See what Ex- except me. Except me. I, I own the fact that I inherited the best genes from my dad. That's great. Which is, I can sleep during a bomb going off. That's amazing. And, and I think that's good. And look and look at how happy you are as a result. I'm really tired now, but not because I'm sleep deprived. I've just, just been because... awake for a long time and I need some more coffee. <laughs> all right. Coffee time. Yes, exactly. All right. Let's go. And, and all of you go and enjoy a nice cup of caffeinated coffee here. Yes. For those of you that enjoy caffeine's benefits. <laughs> yes. Have fun yes, with that. Exactly. All right. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Vaxon. We hope you had as much fun as we did. Poking a stick at healthcare fuckery? Yeah. Healthcare slash legal fuckery. Wonderful. Okay. Thanks, everyone. All righty. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. That's all for today, folks. If you like today's show, the conversation continues on Twitter at VaxonPod. That's V-A-X-O-N pod. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and tell all your friends to listen. Vaxon is a product of Offscript Media. Our executive producers are Matthew Zachary and Alora Nanos. Our senior producers are Brianna Seeley and Andrew McDowell. It is mixed and edited by Brianna Seeley. Our theme music is by Chair Model. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscript.com. Hit us up at contact at offscript.com to share comments, feedback, and make recommendations. For more information, visit offscript.com. <laughs>